and welcome to another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. I'm Wayne Highlander, National Sales Manager of Bone Adhesives. And I'm Rob Johnson from Bona Training. How we doing, Rob? Pretty good, buddy. How you doing? Doing really good, man. We uh, today. You home today? I am in the office at home. Yep. Nice. We are. Uh, we passed the hundred episodes, so um, we're on. We're on to the next hundred, right? It's all downhill from here, baby. I thought though that um, now that we've got that behind us, I think it's time to um, start setting some demands out there. You know, I've got a list of things that I think we could demand, uh, you know, based on the success of the show now. And um, I'll email them to you. You put them in your own words and run them up the flagpole. Take me off the email. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, you can't do things like that. Oh, no, no. I'll, I'll, um, I'll give no. it to you. You put it in your own words. You want me to Johnson it up, you mean? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you can't do something like that. Not in your position. See how that flies. Oh, God, no. I'll take care of it. Yeah, send it to me. Okay. Is there uh, money involved or is it more prestige or what are you looking for? No, I'm thinking like candy bars or, <laughs> you know, fishing pole or something. You're a chocolatier, right? Aren't you into dark chocolates or? I am, yeah. Yeah. Well, our episode today, Rob, you know, I don't know if our industry, this is a, this may be, um, this is to our entire industry. Are we as an industry, do we know how to talk to the Gen Z generation today? Gen Z, if you're born between 1996 and 2015, that's Gen Z. And I started thinking, you know, are we doing everything we can as an industry to pull these people in? Are we... You know what I mean? What are we, let's look at ourselves. Um, you know, we say it's hard to get labor and, and it's hard to find new people and what have you. But what are we doing as an industry? And what are we? Maybe we're doing something wrong. So I thought maybe we would talk about that. And who is this? Who? What is this group all about? You know, I I started thinking. Okay, sixteen to twenty-five year old people might look at a guy like me and say, ah, "That old guy doesn't know anything about me." And um, hell, maybe maybe they're right. So let's let's get to know a little about the, this Gen Z generation coming up, and keep an open mind. And um, let's look at ourselves as an industry, and 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 um, and also try to uh, dive into who these people are. And uh, sound like they're like Martians or foreign foreign people, <laughs> but um, uh, I, I think it would be uh, interesting uh, to we kind of get to know each other a little bit. You had a few in your class today. Well, it's amazing. Uh, yeah, I'm doing a class. So we got a class going on this week in uh, Monroe. And uh, you know, I found out something. There are three classes going on in Monroe this week. Um, Clark is having their class. Loeb is having a class. And we're having a class. All, all eyes in the industry are focused on Charlotte, North Carolina this week. So, that's pretty pretty funny yeah yeah our class is going great and um you know i know we had talked about this episode how to talk to the younger generation or what generation is it z or x or gen, gen z gen z okay yeah well i got some gen z's in this class and they're lunatics is that I right i mean i i am not exaggerating i've done classes now i don't know five or six years 
And I've never had three people laugh more than these three kids. They're like goofy school kids, okay? Everything is a riot. They're joking with each other. There's inside jokes. There's outside jokes. I never saw people enjoy a class and laugh as much as these knuckleheads are doing, okay? Uh, and I got so much information. A couple of them listened to the show. Okay. So I said, uh, and finally I had to throw them out. I like, you guys got to leave, okay? I, I got to do a show. And I can't have you meatheads staring at me when we're doing this. No way. <laughs> All right. Uh, two of them, uh, Wilbur and Veronica, they're from Atlas Floors in Maryland. Okay. And my main man, Brock, from Diamond Floors in Delaware. And they asked me, so what's today's show about? You know, what are you guys talking about today? And I said, you're not going to believe it, but we're doing a show on how to talk to you guys how to talk to the younger generation, Gen Z, Gen Z, right? Is that what, you, yeah, Gen Z. Yep, yep, yep. And they started laughing about it, right? And then the three of them started talking. All I did, I swear, it wasn't, it was not like it was even in the room. All I did was take notes while they were talking. It, Beautiful. They wrote the entire show. That's perfect. I wish I had taped it. If I had taped it, we could have taken the night off. Very beautiful. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I got some nuggets. I got some real nuggets. Good. Well, lay them, lay them on me. All right. Well, Veronica said, first off, she's a lady. She's a girl in the business. I still see Gen Z. So it, she's a young woman. How about that? I'll call her a young woman. Perfect. She does not like to be treated delicately. She said, she wants to be treated just like one of the guys on the job. Hmm. So that was, you know, so maybe, you know, that's not going to work for all women, but she yeah. told me flat out. And actually there's another girl in this class and she was kind of saying the same thing. You know, if you got to let one fly, let her fly. Don't worry about it. I, you know, and then they started, you know, letting them fly. So it was, uh, it was just pretty funny. And they're just they're both doing so great in the class. Like, you know, just couldn't be happier. So I that like was uh, that was one that, you know, don't don't treat her delicately. And actually, uh, the other girl said the same thing. Interesting, because I like to be treated delicately. <laughs> well, well, who doesn't? I thought we would get along. But see, there you go. I was missing it. I was missing something because I would have missed that. OK, that's good stuff. What else you All got? All right. So let's do another one. All right. Don't talk down to them. Talk across the table to them. That's good stuff. Yeah. You know? That's good stuff. That really, you know, I remember, well, and you remember the same thing. You work for your uncle. Uh, I work for my uncle a lot. Okay, probably more. I probably work for my uncle more than I work for my dad. And uh, I just think sometimes that a nice pat on the back would have went further than the daily beatings. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I think as uh, what generation are we? We're, you're a boomer, right? 
Um, I think we're boomers. Yeah, I think I you know I'm too. a boomer. Well, then I am too. Yeah, because uh, boomers. Yeah, I think boomers stop at sixty-four. So I was born sixty-two. So you know, I'm right on the edge. You're sixty-one, okay. right? I'm sixty. No, I mean you were born in sixty-one. No, I was born in sixty. You were born in sixty. <laughs> yeah. So I think you're I 61. Know that. I'm 60. <laughs> I was born in July. So my birthday's coming up. Oh, I gotta okay. remind I gotta remind you of this every there year. There you go. Okay. You mean everybody just doesn't turn that age on January 1? No. That should, uh, that should be a like thing. That. Yeah. Yeah. So they like to be talked uh talked across the table to but not cross down to. Or talk down uh, to. Yeah. It, think about that, you know. Yeah. Well, um, you know, when I was talking about your uncle and my uncle and, you know, I know you heard it as much, probably as much as I did is like, oh, in my day, you know, you kids are weak and wary and, you know, we, we had to make our own sandpaper. We had yeah. to. Yeah. You right. think those rocks grow on trees? Yeah. <laughs> don't wait. Don't waste that. Exactly. And, you know, I, I know, I don't know about you, but. You know, I didn't care for it. You know, I I know when I was working with my son, I I didn't treat him like we were treated. You know, yeah, yeah. A good pat on the back. Hey, great job. Looks really good. You know, kind of building him up. But when they said, uh, "Don't talk down to me. Talk across the table to us." Mm -hmm. Wow, that that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I would have liked that too. I do sound like I'm whining a lot now, don't I? You? Yeah. Sounds like I'm. Oh, poor me. No, no, not really. I mean, listen, I would have loved to have been talked to like that, too. I mean, as you said, we, we, you know, we got talked to like we were dogs. Uh, so <laughs> it would have been nice to be able to someone talk across the table to me. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm totally with this, man. I'm, I'm, I'm liking this. Yeah. Keep going. Here's the thing. Here's the thing before you going further. We want, we want this generation to succeed. We want them to get into the trade and get involved in the trade. And there's a lot of things this trade has to offer. I mean, if you like work, there's a lot of freedom in this trade. There's, I mean, you're working with a natural product. There's a lot of beauty in this trade. There's a lot of um, artistic value in this trade. There's a whole lot of reasons to be in this trade. But this is good, man, because uh, you know we also have to, you know, make it make it worthwhile for them and and what the, what their needs are and how we can take our the needs of the trade and the, and the needs of this generation. And combine them both and and make it work for everybody. So yeah, keep going. I'm liking this. I had a bunch of notes too, but but I'm enjoying this. Okay. Um, here's another one. Social responsibility. Yeah. The green movement. Mm -hmm. And here's what Veronica said to me when, you know, we got into this little conversation. She had it. She broke it down. Faster, safer, stronger. And that's what the green thing meant to her. So I was like, wow, that that's that's pretty good too, you know? Yeah. yeah. And you know, I just kept thinking to myself, yeah, this show is about how to talk to these people. And mm -hmm. these are ways that I never talk to these people. I mean, you know, training, I do the training type, but yeah. I never thought to, you know, it was always and you know, you're probably the same way. Oh, you know, in my day. This is how we did it. And my, you know, you kids are weak and this and that. Well, you know, there's a way. I think there's a way to talk to them. I, I felt great. 
you know, because I know, um, you know, we want to say, oh, and didn't you have an article where they said uh, they don't want to work, they don't want to do this or that? I didn't have an article. I, I read an article by that. Right. Yeah, let's make that clear. And, and <laughs> you didn't write it. You just read There's it. that old man there. Get yeah. Him. <laughs> it was written by some angry old guy, right? Oh, yeah. They don't want to work. And yeah. I have I hate, backed up the kids on this show before because I, you know, I work with a lot of the kids in training. Yeah. I mean, everybody, it seems like everybody I come in contact with now is young enough to be my kid. You know, so I just can't. I really turned into the old. Put but. yourself in their shoes, Rob. I mean, when we grew up, yeah, we worried about Russia, right? And the and the, the the Cold War and that. And these kids growing up now, man, I mean, you know, you got murder hornets. You know, it means you got there's no gas. There's the world is in turmoil. There's all kinds of stuff going on. And this seems like every day. I mean, you had. You had a global pandemic they had lived through. We had, we had none of that. We had to worry about the nuclear bomb. And, you know, they've got that plus 300 things on top of that. So there's a lot of anxiety in this generation growing up. That's clear. In fact, they, they list that as one of their biggest concerns. I mean, that they do, they're very anxious and what have you. And listen, we're, we're obviously generalizing. If somebody listening right now going, what's that old dude talking about? Man, I ain't anxious. So you better be anxious. So, um. There is not one anxious bone in these three kids' bodies at this school, man. God. All right. Keep keep going, Rob. I'm enjoying this. Um, faster, safer, stronger. I love that. That's yeah. that be my new motto. All right. Um, if we need to talk to this younger generation, we have to learn how to talk tech. We need to talk technology. You yeah. know, we need to. You and I need to have Erica Kitsy standing by our side constantly, day in, day out. Mm -hmm. And for the older people out there, always, just if you're going to tune into one, man, listen to that Erica Kitsy podcast about social media and how to talk to people. I think that was one of our best. That was so great. Great information. Right, well, stop there for a minute. Okay. That's that's a, an interesting point. So they're, they're very tech uh, tech sa savvy and uh, and um, new innovation. Okay, so there again, the the element of social media in this tra this trade, I think, changes the game. You know what I mean? That now they can all talk to each other across the table, right? With all the different te techniques they're using, the technology. I mean, with the new tools that are out there today that we didn't have in the past, that struggle, part of that struggle, is gone now. Right, that challenge of you know with a power drive. Let's face it, change the game. Let's you know it. It just the, the, those things aren't. It doesn't beat your body up. You can go home at the end of the day. You're not so tired. The, the vacuum systems, the green products, all these different things. So that kind of fits down there. Down there. Also, if you look at sanitary refinishing floors. Damn it, Bona did a study on this. I wish I would have. Uh, if I knew we were going to go down this way, I would have thought about that. But. But um, they did a study on how sustainable it is when you sand and refinishing floor versus using new lumber and and and, and all the, the carbon footprint to get the, the the wood to the job and all these different things by just sand and refinishing floor. So sell. So, so if I'm hiring a guy and I'm or a gal and there's some badass girls in this trade right now, man. And you go out on on TikTok. Somebody showed me. I'm going through the different video. There's some there's some stuff. There's a girl in Northern California. I wish I knew her name. 
she's always she's always doing five sixteenths top nail floors, and and the five sixteenths top nail floors it, it's that's old school man as you get and she's doing it like an old school craftsman, and and I I love that so, but yeah so our our trade if they look at the trade that way and if you're a manager, what the hell's that noise? What what are you doing making a cake? Uh, if you're a manager of uh, right now, that's I, I something I'd really talk about and promote. So, yeah, right. That's good stuff. You know, you say there's some, you know, amazing women in this business, right? I said badass. I, oh, badass. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Badass women in there. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we have one of the girls there. Her name is um, Amy Horton. And she started her own company, Sea Glass Flooring. She was sea glass. Uh, sea glass flooring. Yep. And it's sea glass flooring out of Wilmington, North Carolina. Down on nice. the, I think that's near the shore. That's a beautiful town. Yeah. Yeah. And she was a product project manager. And, you know, she was telling me all sorts of things. And she just woke up one day and bought a trailer coming to the schools and started her own floor sanding business. So yeah. you want to talk about badass taking a chance i mean mm -hmm. it's just so great like i said in this class we get some really uh get some badass women in this class is pretty funny but right let's, up there with all, the guys and let's also stop right there for a minute so here's what i would encourage to let you take uh, the other day we had a podcast on on and we didn't finish we did part one we didn't do part two we had four different contractors from around the country right and I asked them, and you asked them, all the same question. If, if, if somebody reaches out to you that they need a hand or something like that, how likely are you to help, right? Every single one of them said, man, we do it all the time. We love to do it. And they're, they're actually honored to, do, to be able to do it. So of this Gen, Gen Z, maybe there's, there, there's a little bit of a connection there. There's a, there's, maybe there's a gap right there that they both don't realize, right? The younger generation is wanting to, to learn, and, then, and, and the older generation wants to pass it down. It's just how you get there. And I think if you if we learn how to have these conversations and guys our age, but you know, maybe put down your your guard a little bit and your pride and all this crap we did in the past and everything, and to keep an open mind. And if the Gen Z people uh, would maybe, you know, also reach out and say, Hey, here's what I want to do and whatever, I I think there could be it would bridge that gap in our trade and it needs to happen. Right. So that continue. It absolutely needs to happen. I mean, you know, that's I mean, that's the number one probably conversation that you and I have with contractors every day is can't find help. Yeah. Help is, and, you know, help is everything. And this generation is taking a beating. I mean, really, they're taking a beating from uh, they don't want to work, uh, blah, blah, blah. You know what? They do want to work, but they don't want to work quite like we did. Maybe, you know what I mean? They value their time off more than, more than we did. We valued it too, but we weren't, we weren't ready to quit over it. You know what I mean? We right. weren't ready to, I mean, this is a big deal to them. They want their time off. They maybe want some flexible time. The world is more complicated than it was. People are smarter than they used to be. You know what I mean? We're the dumb, like a rock, get up with a lunch pail and go to work every day. And you know, the, the world wasn't as complicated. So let's give them a break on that and let's meet them on that, right? And, and, and you know, listen, you also have to couple this with this is a demanding trade that you have tight uh, timelines. But maybe there's some flexibility in there like between jobs. Maybe you don't start the job so quick before the other one starts. You know what I mean? Or maybe there's some, there's some room there. Just throwing it out there. 
we don't want to lump them together because I, you know, we don't want to be, you and I don't want to be lumped into the, you know, all the dumb baby boomers don't know how to tie their own shoes. You know, they wear, they wear Nike monarchs and all they do is uh, grill stuff. That's Um, getting too close right there with the mic. That's yeah. Yeah. I just, I just described myself. It's actually new balance. New balance is the old guy's shoes, man. So, right. I'm happy every day when I can turn my computer on, you know, and absolutely. Yeah. Not long ago, I figured out how to put, uh, my cable company on my, uh, my, uh, what do they call the other, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> my tablet. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? Would... So now I can watch TV on a tablet. You would have thought that, you know, I split the atom on that. Look at you, right? look at you bragging. Yeah. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. I did right. that myself. All right. What else did you get out of these guys? And gals. Um, so we need to talk. If we want to talk to them, we need to learn how to talk a little tech talk because that's their language. And like we said, this is the show about, you know, how are we going to talk to these guys? Because we need to learn how to talk to them so they'll get on board with us. We can hire them. Yeah. They want to be part of the yeah. team. Yeah. Um, all right, here was a really good one, I thought. They want to be introduced to trainings, NWFA, expos. They want to talk about this. They, I think if you're hiring one of these people, talk to them about, we're going to do some training. We're going to go here. We're going to, you know, they want to get out. They, they want to be part of the society type of a thing, you know, the wood floor community. And man, the conversation that they started talking about with how, they went to their first NWFA expo and that just blew them away where they thought it was just a dopey industry of a bunch of old guys like you and I spreading polyurethane. And when they went to that expo, they all said it just was an amazing thing that just opened their eyes to the opportunity and what really is happening in our industry. So that you know something? was huge. As you're talking right now, it, it just occurred to me. We did 40 under 40. We did 40 under 40 again. Pretty sure we did 40 under 40 a third time uh, with the NWFA. I think that, you know, we should we should start highlighting more the 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 people under 30, like like the 20 year olds and what have you. You know what I mean? And yeah. let's say to the convention, and just like. Uh, you know, any organization, you know, when you have new members that are just getting on board and they're, they're under three years, they should be somehow recognized or or have them wear, wear a pin or something that says, hey, I'm three years in the industry or one year in the industry, what have you, so that everybody can give them a pat on the back, right? Yeah. I mean, Welcome. So I, I think that'd be a great idea, man. So anybody going to the NWFA, by the way, NWFA this year, I'll say it again, Orlando, Florida, uh, July 7th, no, July 9th. Uh, it's a Wednesday, I believe, through Friday. So July 9th, uh, Orlando. I hope to see a lot of people there. I'm going. I cannot freaking wait to see our customers again and everything. So I hope everybody else is going. And uh, I think that I think that would be great. That get you know recognize these people, give them a pin or something that says, "Hey, I'm I'm only I'm in the trade three years or whatever." And, and I guarantee you, people would embrace them like no other. So you know what you got to do. You got to get bona adhesive pins, three years, yeah. four years. Pass them out to everybody. That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Part of the community. 
Yep. Oh, introduce them to what's going on in the industry, training, things like that. Because I, that blew me away. That I was like, man, that is, that was great to hear. You know, I mean, Listen. you and I have been to these things so many times. You know, we kind of walk it and oh, yeah. something new. But for somebody, I do look back to the very first one I went to. You know, do you remember your first one? A hundred percent. It was just, you know. Just an incredible eye-opening experience. You know, I went Steve. from the family business to, you know, going to that show. Reno, Nevada, I saw Steve Sebaugh do a Greek keyboarder at my first NWFA convention uh, as like a demo of the advanced school or whatever at the time. I don't know if it was expert at the time or whatever. And I right. sat there and watched him do that. And I was like, man. This is it, man. I'm around my peers. I mean, and I still get I still get excited about the NWFA uh, yeah. convention. So, uh, hell yeah, I remember that, man. And um, uh, so, oh, I just think it's such a great idea, man. All right, go on to the next one. Next one. All right. Uh, here we are. Uh, this generation loves networking. Yeah. They love networking. They love being in touch with each other. They just sat here talking about who they talk to, who they follow. Like you said, pick up the phone type of thing and call somebody. Well, they, it's really not pick up the phone anymore. <laughs> like you and I yeah. would do. You know, and they you know, contact each other through it. But that is a very, it's very important to them. They want to feel like they're connected. part of the community. You know what yeah. I mean? They. Because I think they've heard what you and I were just talking about. Like, oh, you people, you kids don't want to work today. Well, they do. They they want to work and they want to produce stuff. They just don't want to do the same old thing. They they want to take I, chances. I think it's like any relationship, man. The more you talk about this, the more it's that is communication. And and if two, I mean, you know, we are old school, old as it gets, man. And and we recognize that. Hey, we have to change also. I think it's the industry as a whole and guys our age and guys, you can't complain about not getting help if we're not talking the same language. And there's been so much, so many changes in the world that I said on the last podcast that if I, I know that if I went back to a contractor, I would have to change. I would have to change the way that I manage and I did things because it's a different, different world right now. Not necessarily a bad thing. It's just that, that it, it, it's just different. And, uh, and I think by doing that, you're going to get some smart, smart people working for you i mean they are the most educated generation out there mm -hmm. so um, yeah good stuff rob you know it's funny because um, you mentioned the education uh they all went to college for for different things you know that nothing had to do anything with the uh with the wood floor industry for what they went to school for but they found something that just uh resonated with them you know they found some real great satisfaction uh, doing floors and, and being a part of it, where uh, the careers that they might have thought they were going to go to uh, with what they took in college and everything just, you know, kind of didn't pan out, wasn't very satisfying, you know. You know, I, well, I look at Bum, you know, uh, Bum was a perfect example. I mean, he worked really hard, did fantastic in railroad school and was working for CSX and, you know, just doing great, but it wasn't satisfying to him. And, you know, that's why he got back into floors because he, he got that gratification, satisfaction on 
going to work and doing a job every day. So I think that means a lot to them, to this generation too, is it's got to have some meaning. It's got to have some, got to have some skin in the game with it. You know, globally, they're like 24% of the workforce right now, right? I mean, that's a lot. And um, they are also the most diverse workforce in the history also. And that also means a lot to them. You know, they're very social, socially responsible, socially aware, as you said. And I think your message as a company, I see a lot of companies on their websites talk about, we had a guy on the other day um, talk about, you know, um, sustainable harvesting the floors and the wood and all that kind of stuff and using, you know, low VOC products and everything like that, making a difference. And I think that they have to know what they do matters in that regard. You know what I mean? They see the world in a different way that we saw it. So again, these messages, when you're talking to these people, uh, I, we call them these people. I, I don't know what other to say. <laughs> so, it's going to be a better way to say that. Uh, this generation, I think it's important. Yeah, we, we have to recognize that. So, um, uh, Another thing that they said, and this kind of goes with the networking, but they love the feeling of being in the community, the wood floor community. They That's very important to them because they, they did talk a lot about that, you know, and you know, something I it was funny because I just kept thinking, my God, I ne none of this ever hit me until you know, you and I have talked about this kind of stuff before. But when I was listening to the Gen Z people really talking about it, you know, and to your point, they I think they they're just being lumped in to a bad crowd. You know, there might be some lazy ones out there, but Man, not the ones that I work with and not the ones that come to this school and everything. They're hungry. They're, you know, they're hungry for learning. They're hungry to, you know, when you say, hey, you know, who wants to try this? They're jumping up. They're the first ones to try it. So I they're, think our generation, the boomers, we got to stop looking down on these people. <laughs> There's that these people again. We got to stop looking down on them because. You just can't lump them all into one saying, oh, my God, these kids just don't want to work today. Because, like I said, the ones that I've worked with and the ones that have come to school, I'm in, I'm impressed with these kids. Well, you know, too, I mean, this, this, this generation of Gen Z, they question everything. Okay. I mean, that's one, that's, that's one thing that they do that, that, that maybe the generation before didn't do, you know, as much. But they want to know why. I mean, like I said, they, they, they're, they're smart people. They question things, and for for an older generation, might look at that like, "Hey, I told you to scrape the corner, and that's you know that's all you got to know." But that's not them, man. I mean, they want to know. I mean, if there's a way of talking and communicating that that would make a world of difference, and it cracks me up if if, if you're worried about being you know questioning everything. Let's not forget that uh, the '60s generation was question authority, right? Yeah, I mean that was the whole thing, question authority. Now, well, these guys are questioning things. They want to know why. They want to know they're, they're inquisitive and they're much, they're smarter than we were. We were, you know, like I said, they're very educated. We were just knuckleheads that just, we had a job to do. We, you know, we did the job and that's, we really didn't think too much beyond that. Not, not, I'm not taking anything away from us. It was a different time. So I just really didn't want to get yelled at. So I just tried to. Yeah. yeah. All right, Lex, this generation loves pushing the envelope. Colors, textures, layouts, different designs. This means a lot to them. 
They don't want to get the, I don't see them as a, I shouldn't uh, see, once again, you just want to lump them in saying, oh, they don't want to do production work, you know? They don't want to just pound out, pound out, pound out floors. But they did talk a lot about that, how they want to push the envelope. They want to see, they want to do things different. This is soda water, by the way. This isn't a beer. <laughs> I'm drinking. Um, you're right. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, they, you know, they, they are also uh, more in, in, um, in tune with mental health than we were. Right. I mean, they want their days off. They want they value their times off. It, it's a big deal to them. You know what I yeah. mean? So well, they may want more time off than than we than we took off when we were younger. Right. But I'll have to go back to. The world that they grew up in um, as, as this is more. I mean, look how much more stressful the world is today than it was, you know, 60 years ago. Um, they value their time off and they, they that they put that above a lot of other things. And and for for somebody else that might rub them the wrong way. But again, it goes back to communication and expectations. And I, I think, that, but you gotta have, you know, it goes both way the street, right? You know, I think it's, you can't call and say, hey, I'm taking Tuesday off. Uh, you know what I mean? I mean, as I think yeah. as long as reasonable people understand, here's the goal, here's what we gotta get done and communicate, I think you, you, there's ways around that, right? So sure. I think, but that is definitely important. You see that, uh, that days off, uh, you know, and uh, time off means a lot to this generation. Okay. Uh, I talked about tech. When I was talking about tech, I meant, you know, cell phones and tablets, computers, stuff like that. Yeah. But this generation also embraces the new sanding technology. Yeah. They're into that. And just like you said, not beating up on the body. I mean, the way these kids were talking about the power drive and the multi-disc and the big machine. I mean, everything that we've been doing over the past couple of days, this is huge to them. I mean, they were just, we showed them wire brushing today. They, they just jumped out of their shoes when, you know, we hooked up the wire brush to the power drive, you know, and they were <laughs> was telling them about the crew that I had in Philly that were wire brushing everything by hand. And, and now that, you know, this kind of thing, I mean, they were just, they're into this. They are yeah. definitely into the new technology. And that's something that you've probably seen too with the younger guys. They are definitely more apt to get, you know, buy into the new technology and actually buy the new technology than yeah. some of the old timers, you know, yeah, like you and I, like, yeah, you know what? I just, yeah, I screen that floor. We're good. Yeah, then take it home and and uh, reuse it and save it. Don't throw that away. <laughs> no, did you, I, have a truck, I, did you have a truckload of paper too? No, I, I I've said before, if you were friends with me when I was a floor guy, you could probably never had to buy sandpaper and just use the belts that I that I that I throw out. I know I oh, went through too much paper. I know I did, but I, I will stand by it. I'm okay with it. I wanted everything, you know, everything's, everything's measured, man. Everything's the same. But anyhow. It, it, Peter and I, it's like we never threw away paper. I mean, we used it, but we never threw it away. Right. I mean, sometimes there would just be boxes of paper in the truck waiting for that fur floor that was going to come up. Oh, thank God. Yeah. We got, uh, yeah. Thank God well, I got 92, 36 grit belts. That yeah. Was, well, like we would save like used 100 grits or whatever for that aluminum oxide job. 
where you're going to do that on the first pass to scuff it up. Mm -hmm. But um, then we just go through a bunch of them. Then we then then we would toss them. But this generation, to, uh, Rob, also they want to be heard. You talked about that they, they they you know they want you know I don't know if you mentioned but whatever, but I uh, they want recognition for the for the job that they do. I, I think it all goes back to feeling that they're working for a value based company, that their work is meaningful, that there's that's socially responsible, uh, that it's inclusive, and um, and um, you know they're doing something good for the environment. Which I mean, they pick a perfect industry for that. I mean, you know, it's a very sustainable environmental product that we're working with. So and I do think they want to be heard. And that goes back to your point of not, and, and nobody wants to be talked down to. It's gone are the days when you can say, hey, get in that closet and start doing that until I tell you you're done. You know what I mean? That doesn't, yeah. that doesn't jive anymore. I mean, that worked back in the day, but it doesn't work anymore. So I think as an industry, we really got to recognize this and we got to we got to ask ourselves as business owners and, and, and entrepreneurs and whatever. Are we really sending the right message? Is part of this our fault that we're not uh, that we're not you know, communicating the way that maybe we should be communicating with them? And as the industry overall, uh, recognizing these people like we really should. And like you said, I mean, we you know, I'm not talking down to them. And there's, there's jokes on the Internet now about millennials and, and Gen Z and blah, blah, blah. And, and maybe they're just a little bit over it, especially like you said, the ones coming to your class, they're, they're hardworking people. If I was a hardworking person, I kept getting up every day and I'd see somebody talking about our generation, like we don't do anything. I, I, I'd get a little bit pissed about it after a while, wouldn't you? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be wanting to, I'd be wanting to fight an old man like me. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to mess with you. Now that you're working out again, now that you're back, that's uh, true. Yeah. I don't want to be messing with you now. Oh, yeah. Big tough guy. <laughs> uh, uh, another point that they made, and um, this just makes total sense. They, they want a fun, positive work environment. They want to have some laughs. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that because these three are the biggest goofballs I've ever had in my life at a school. Okay. They're having way too much fun. But, you know, I remember being on the job site with the crew and everything, and every once in a while, you did want to have a, you know, and I know that, you know, there's some serious people out there, and this generation, like you said, there's a lot of anxiety. You're, all those things you talked about, murder hornets and pandemics and, you know, politics and all this stuff out there. Work is almost a break for him from all that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Putting well, on the headset, turning on the machine, doing a little grinding, a little buffing. Right? Mm -hmm. They, they want to have fun. They, they, it, they want to enjoy the day of work. I think they want to get something out of it, but they want a fun, positive-type work atmosphere. I keep going back to, Rob, you can do that now. I mean, the old days was stressful as hell, man, because – you couldn't trust your machine wasn't give you, going to give you a chatter marks, right? I mean, that was always weighing on us. I mean, you know, we didn't, we didn't do we didn't have to do jobs over chatter marks, but I'll be lying if I'm saying we didn't end up with some, didn't end up with job with had chatter marks from time to time with the old split drums. You know what I mean? We we had the edgers and then the heavy and blah blah blah. And you know, now you've got tools that you can take. You know, you don't have to worry about some of those things that we had to worry about. I think you know the. Remember before the vacuum systems, you'd come home uh, after edging all day long, 
He couldn't hardly breathe because of the the, because of the the whole time you were just talking. All I was thinking about was the dust. Yeah, the dust was just. You know, I know we sound like oh those crotchety old timers, but mm-hmm. oh my god! I mean, yeah. how much time did we spend just cleaning? Yeah, think about how much time it used to take from the time you were done screening a floor to the time you're going to get a coat down. Yep. Yep. I mean, think about that. Rob, when I first started, we didn't, we didn't have vacuum cleaners. I mean, we, we, we swept uh, the floors first and we had a very specific way of sweeping and we had a, a, a putty knife in the back pocket so you can get the dust out of the corners. And, and then we swept again. And, you know, the back there was some lacquer and shellac back in those days when we first started, uh, you know, <laughs> you've got better vacuum systems now. I mean, the HEPA filters you've got, I mean, it, it now, this this really does fit in it, the industry's in line, man. With this people, what they want out of this world, um, and there's good money in it. If um, if we just think, come together and learn to start talking to each other again, and, uh, yeah. and I think it would go miles. I really do. I, I really like the idea of hashtag Wayne's idea that. Um, uh, <laughs> You know, give these guys a pin or something, man. At, at the NWFA, you've only been you've been in business for one to three years or f- five years, whatever. <laughs> Recognize them, so guys like us can pat them on the back, man. And uh, just like I, when you say, hey, by the way, um, I was in Alexandria, Kentucky, the other day. I saw a World War II veteran with in a submarine. He was in uh, he was in a submarine veteran. You know, I mean, how amazing is that? There are guys that there, there are hardly any of those guys left anymore. But to do to be World War II. And he spent his time in in the in, in the submarines the whole time. Ah oh, man, that's a man right there. I shook his hand. It's an honor to meet him. But anyhow, but that's what we should we should embrace these people, man, and make them feel good about the industry. And I think that that us as an industry we really need to do that if we want to keep this thing going like like it's going. So, all right. And I think one of the good things about our industry too, and especially the older guys like you and I. And I see it at every school where we have a boomer. Let's call them what we are, right? Where we have the boomers. Uh, I have never met a boomer at one of my classes that didn't want to teach or didn't want to coach. It didn't yeah. want to, you know, reminisce and, and talk about the old days and in a good way and help these younger generation type guys. I, I think we're... I think we're all good. All right. I think that's a really good, positive part of our industry. Uh, and I think when, you know, maybe back when you and I first kind of went on our own, I think everybody kind of held their cards a little close to the vest. Nobody really oh. wanted to. Oh, yeah. You, you oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I remember we had a guy on our, my dad's crew that really did all the training. And he would tell you he's not going to teach you everything. No way, because yeah. I teach you everything. They're not going to need me. Okay, so you brought up a couple things that let me hit on, okay? You said the two magic words. You said there's always a boomer in a class, and he always wants to, to teach or coach. That's the difference. I mean, making sure that it, it is teaching and coaching, and it's not talking down to, like you said, right? Right. I mean, that's that, because you coach, Rob. That's what you do. You you're. It's a natural thing for you, because I've been in so many of your classes. By the way, Nashville next week, I'm going to be in the class with you for a couple of days. So oh, whoever's, whoever's going to come to the class, uh, Nashville, the school is going to be a blast. Um, but 
it's it's you're right. It's coaching and teaching. It's not talking down to and being over overbearing with with, with it. Um, right. And uh, you said something else that I uh, can't remember what the hell it was now. Hmm. All right, carry on. <laughs> I'm done. Okay. All right. I think I think we hit it, man. I I think you know we get it and. Um, Listen, if 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 we recognize, there's nothing special about me and Rob. We 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 recognize that. that, whoa, that whoa, 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 I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying out my modest side to see if it's going to. It's going to work. Doesn't fit, man. No, you're right. It didn't feel. Doesn't, it didn't feel right coming out of my mouth. Doesn't fit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just doesn't. All right. Well, a couple of geniuses like me and Rob can figure this out. There you go. Now we got it. We can pass it on to the rest of you dummies. And, uh, <laughs> no, but um, so I think it's worth it's a worthy conversation. Too many times, and we all talk around each other. We all talk about it, but we really don't come out and really talk directly uh, and address it. So, okay, there you go, Rob. Appreciate it, man. Good to see you again. And um, this has Always been a pleasure, buddy. yep. This has been another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. Please stay tuned for another episode. <laughs>